1: QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
2: ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Happy New Year. But rail passengers heading into the capital on Monday suffered cancellations and COVID-linked train staff shortages. So what else should we prepare for on London's public transport in 2022? Fair hikes and ongoing strikes are on the horizon, but could this finally be the year that Crossrail opens? We're joined by the Evening Standard City Hall editor, Ross Lydell. So Ross, it's been a bit of a sluggish start to Jan 22 on the railways. What's been the issue today? I think it's fair to say that if anybody was trying to get into
0: London, certainly on the mainline railways, to get back to work this morning after the Christmas and New Year break, they would have faced something of a struggle. Uh, The conditions were pretty good on the Tube. It was only really the Circle Line that was uh, suffering a reduction in service. But as those of us who try to get to High Street Kensington often will know, that is nothing unusual. But on the trains, in particular those trying to get into Victoria, Faced an almighty headache. Basically, Victoria was by all intents shut to anybody using southern services. So, if you were coming from sort of East Croydon direction, uh, Wandsworth and so on, then you'd be diverted up to London Bridge and then have to get yourself on the tube to get back across to West London. So, it's been Victoria where there's been the biggest problems, but there have been problems on other lines as well.
2: And have the works that traditionally take place during the festive period caused knock on problems today? There are
0: certainly works that are taking place across the entire network over the Christmas New Year period, but Network Rail did say last night that these works had finished on time. You remember, probably some years ago, when there was all sorts of chaos around Finsbury Park Station when the works overran and uh, there was extreme displeasure with Network Rail. Since then, it has made strenuous efforts to avoid such chaotic scenes repeating themselves, and uh, there's no indication this morning that there was any terrible work overrun. Rather, what was happening here is that. Some of the train operators, such as Southern and GTR, its parent company, had taken the opportunity to essentially, with passengers already knowing they can't use services between Christmas and New Year, they run, if you like, they rolled over the uh, disruption. Uh, So it went from upgrades into cancellations that were planned, but due to COVID in particular, staff shortages from Omicron. And basically what the operators were saying is that they thought it was better to announce in advance that some services would not run to their normal destinations and that there would be a reduced frequencies so passengers knew before setting off where they would end up and the fact there'd be fewer trains rather than them actually turning up, standing on a platform and waiting in vain for the train that never arrived.
2: Now we have these rail and tube fare increases to look forward to. How much extra should we be budgeting for now?
0: What is due to happen is that the, the rail fares are due to cut by 3.8% and the tube by 1% extra. And that is because of the deal or one of the TfL bailout deals that was signed back in sort of May, June of last year that meant that the tube fares would be 1% higher than the rail fares. So basically for Londoners, we're looking at 4.8% increase year on year, uh, which is not great at all at a time when many of us I've not seen their wages rise whatsoever, so that's going to hurt. The only benefit, again, of course, is that if you're working from home or at least some of the week, then you won't quite feel the same impact on your wallet as you might otherwise have done, but it's certainly a disincentive to get back on the tube five days a week when already expensive fares, you know, TfL admits its fares are are the most expensive of any world city, are going to go up by about 5% almost.
2: Well, and in Turkey, commuters in Istanbul have been hit with 20% fare hikes. So count your blessings, I suppose. Also, we've got this long strike still rumbling on. What's the nub of the issue between the RMT Union and TfL?
0: The RMT, which has called this strike, and it's had, I think, six different stoppages sort of towards the end of November and throughout December, over the the rotors used to staff the night tube, has announced basically that it's preparing to restart in the middle of this month and keep going right until June. Uh, Now, that's quite a dramatic escalation of things. The length of action proposed is the longest we've ever heard of on the London Underground Quite whether all its members will be happy to forego their wages for so long remains to be seen. It's obviously a bargaining tool, but there certainly doesn't seem to be any indication coming from City Hall or from Transport for London that they're prepared to concede on this.
2: Lastly, there should hopefully be some good news about the Elizabeth Line, aka Crossrail, opening this year.
0: TFL's promise, and this is the promise from, it's been made personally by Andy Byford, the TFL commissioner, is that it will open in the first half of 2022. And so he's saying basically by the end of June, it will definitely be open in terms of its central section. Obviously, there are this sort of eastern-western spurs already run cross-rail trains but called TFL Rail. So you can get in from Shenfield to Liverpool Street and from Heathrow into Paddington on what will be the cross-rail trains. But essentially what we're talking about here is these trains then running through between Paddington and sort of uh, Whitechapel on to Abbey Wood and through to Liverpool Street. So it'll be going under the West End. And yes, we can't wait. Um what did happen towards the end of last year was that they had this, what they called a six-month opening window between January and June. That then got shrunk slightly to between February and June. So basically, they ruled out any hope of an early re- an early opening this month. They've still got a lot of tests to do. One of the issues they had is that they need to do several sort of fire safety checks involving uh, many hundreds and thousands of passengers in stations and on trains and do pretend evacuations to make sure everything is safe. Now, obviously that is compromised by COVID as well, that they we cannot have too many people together while Omicron is still raging through the capital. So that could well be delayed. We expect to get an update on this in the next two or three weeks, just exactly where they are. But I don't expect we'll actually get an opening date named even until Easter time. So I think it will be May or June is the most realistic time when we'll actually see Crossrail open and become the Elizabeth line and uh, hopefully the Queen will be there to uh, perform the opening ceremony.
2: There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Wednesday at 4pm.